Hello and welcome. You're listening to Dad's Gaming Corner, a podcast of conversations between dads and their kids and even their brothers from time to time. Hint, hint, we have a guest on the show tonight. I am your host, Michael Masick, and my co-host, my equal co-host, Jaden, my son. Jaden? That's me. I am the co-host. You are the equal co-host, which doesn't mean that I'm the host and you're the lower host, so... You're going to start one of these shows. I mean, I don't think I'm the lower host. I just think you always... I mean, you're the one who came up with the idea for the podcast. You're the founder. I'm the founder? Uh-huh. President, CEO? Exactly. That's scary because a lot of times they're the ones that get axed at the board meetings. We mm. want someone new. And they chop their heads well, off. Well, we don't really have board meetings. It's pretty much just us two. That's true. So, that, mean, is, that is true. This is Dad's Gaming Corner, episode 41 for the week uh, of Wednesday, October 28th, 2020. This weekend is Halloween, and in the spirit of Halloween, and uh, I just realized when I said that, I may have just lost some listeners, but with the spirit of Halloween, today's episode is titled Halloween Scares, and so um, we're going to talk about some of our favorite games that just go in with the season. Now, this is very family-friendly, and we'll talk about more of that, about that here in a second, but with just some of the show openers out of the way, be sure to follow us on Twitter at DadsGC, as well as Facebook.com slash DadsGamingCorner. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line at heydad at dadsgamingcorner.com and send us your thoughts, questions, and even your own mom or dad story. So, Johnny, it's nice to have you on the show. Thank you. It's good to be back. It's been, gosh, how long? It's been a few months. Mm-hmm. How, does that trans- how does that translate to pennies? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. That's a tough conversion. I mean, do you, do you... I mean, do you... Uh, do you go by like your your time, like how valuable your time is? Let's say, I mean, like I, I, one you know, hour a, equals ten pennies. I'm a pastor. I do IT on the side, and I do I charge roughly a hundred <laughs> hundred twenty an hour for businesses. So that's that's my so, time value, one twenty an hour. So so you're at what ten dollars an hour? So that's what a thousand pennies. Uh-huh. Ten dollars an hour. Thing. I appreciate that. I have a lot of confidence <laughs> that, in me. But, you know, we'll go with that. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. All right. Well, anything that new in your life that you'd want to share with us? Um, yeah, I've just been busy. I've been playing some new games, which is fun. What you uh, been playing? Well, uh, on Switch, I got Octopath Traveler uh, nice. finally, and nice. I'm pretty pretty deep in there. I'm about thirty hours in. Um, and I haven't had it that long, so it says something. And how are you uh, liking it? I'm loving it. It's a really fun game. Um, I'm typically not a big fan of JRPGs, uh, but this one has definitely sucked me in and is uh, slowly making me a fan. Well, is, quickly making me a fan. Is this your first JRPG to put actual real time in? Real time, yeah, absolutely. I've played other ones, you know, a little bit here and there or like with friends, but nothing too serious. This is definitely the first one I've had more than a couple hours in. All right, very cool, very cool. And so roughly where are you without giving spoilers? Um, just finished up chapter two with everybody and now I'm just kind of finishing up side quests and, um, uh, I just did chapter three with Ulbrich cause he's my boy, but, um, now I'm just doing side quests for a little while. Very nice. Very nice. Jaden, what about you? Um, and you've been putting a lot of time into Zelda. You, you mm, and Caleb. Not a lot. Okay. Enough, a, enough to where there, there are enough to where there are arguments and almost battles happening is, within our home between you and Caleb over the game yeah. card. He claims that I stole it from him when it's, like, my game. I've had it for, like, three years. And he's like, you took Zelda from me? And I'm like, my game. 
I don't know what you're talking about. If anyone stole it, it's you. You've had it, like, all the time. So I don't know why he's over here. Oh, is there just one phys- physical copy? Right. Yeah, so, right. so Okay, gotcha. So we've, gotcha. we've mentioned on the show before, we have six Nintendo Switches in this household. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. That would be um, two lights and then four standard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so four, four Switches and then two lights. And when I got my my switch personally at launch, I was going to go all. Oh, I did. I'm, I'm going all digital on my switch. But then for the kids, I'm going cart based so that Jaden and Caleb. I chose to go cart. And I cart. Thank you very much. You, you did choose, but then I also <laughs> said you're going to, so right. that you know y'all could share the cartridges <laughs> and everything else. It's your choice, but I'm making you make that choice. Right. Right, um, right, right, right. Okay. And so it's been okay, y'all sharing, except for the games that we need to, like Mario Kart. We need two copies or three copies of the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with Zelda recently, there's like this resurgence um, between you and Caleb I both don't playing know. it. I mean, I'm okay. He's the one that is like getting mad. I'm fine with him playing Zelda, but he wants to play Zelda constantly. And you can't play it constantly if, if we're sharing the same physical thing. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I've been playing Zelda a little bit. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. That's mainly it. I've played Hades a little bit. Oh, yeah. I was playing it, I think, last night. Oh, you played some last night? I think so. Are, are it was either you, last night or the night before. Now that you're beginning to pick it up a little bit more, are you understanding it? Are you? Are I mean, you, are you I finding, understand it. I'm are not you good finding at that it. rhythm, though, where you're getting mm-hmm. better at it? Just I've still died very quickly. Put, put some more time into it. You're really going to like that game. Have you gotten to the first boss yet? No. Okay, so <laughs> just, just some context there. Johnny was over here playing Hades, um, my copy, and just trying it out for himself. And Jaden, when you when I first showed you Hades, you died like in the third room, maybe. Yeah, and then I died constantly. And like, you still haven't been to the boss. No. And then Johnny sits down on his first playthrough before you even die in Hades and got all the way to the first. All boss. the way to the first boss. And right. so Jaden's a little salty about it. Just like I'm not sure I feel about that. Um, I've been Bro. playing. I've been playing. Um, let's see, what have I been playing? I've been playing Hades. Um, really liking Hades. Uh, I'm actually working on a review right now for a new game um, that just came out. Uh, let's see, where's that at? I just had it up. Um, there it is. Uh, Remothered Broken Porcelain, which is actually a sequel to a game that came out, I believe it was two, two three years ago. And so it's a survival horror type of story game. Um, working on a review for that one right now. Uh, picked up Ghostbusters, the video game. Uh, remastered mm-hmm. as it is on Switch, and you know what? Here's here's what I found out about it. It has a lot of the original voice actors like Bill Murray and whatnot. Johnny, um, mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen Ghostbusters, right? Of course. Yeah, funny movie, right? Funny movie, a little cheesy, a little corny, classic, edgy at times, but it's funny. It's fun. It's a good fun yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, the game has all the original you know characters in it, voice acting, and so they're oh, great. Cool. But here's what I realized: uh, half half of what makes Bill Murray funny is his facial expressions. Yeah, I can see that. And so in the game, it, the character looks like Bill Murray, and he's mm-hmm. talking, and he's trying to like raise his eyebrows. You know how he raises his eyebrows and his eyes get big on some, when he talks, and he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, acts all dopey. It does not come across on the on the game whatsoever. <laughs> and so the voice is there, and I'm like, oh, it sounds funny what you're saying, but my brain's disconnecting because your face doesn't look funny. <laughs> If that makes yeah. sense. So yeah, the, no, I can definitely see that. He's very expressive. Yeah, controls yeah. are a little sluggish. You, you can't jump, and I don't like games where you don't jump. And um, you're, you're playing third person over a shoulder, uh, kind of like in Resident Evil 4. I guess it was like maybe two and a half perspective type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But once you get ready to start catching ghosts, it's so much fun because you're pulling out you know, the laser, whatever it's called, laser gun, and you're, you're, you're draining the enemy. You're putting the traps out there. You're dropping the ghosts in there catching them, so it's a lot of fun. And so, um, so really having fun. I'm really having fun with the game. So actually I have a question on that. So whenever you use like the laser vacuum gun or whatever it is, right. uh, is it similar to like Luigi's Mansion when you're like sucking up the ghosts? You have to like follow them or is it? Do you know Ghostbusters? I'm I'm picking on you, but I can't remember what the the gun's called. No, so what you do is you basically, they're wreaking havoc, and they can even throw furniture at you and and whatnot, break through walls. So the main beam that you always see on the movie or the posters or whatever else, that drains the ghost of their powers so that that once you have them weakened, then you can, uh, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but basically put like another capturing, it's like your gun turns into a capturing lasso now, and you're dragging them. And so if they're going left, you pull to the right. They go to the right, you pull to the left. And then you smash them against the walls, kind of like in Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. That weakens them further. And then Mm -hmm. you bring them into this giant vortex uh, of light, which is the trap. And then the ghost gets trapped in the trap there. So uh, the -hmm. gameplay of that is a blast. Um, if If that wasn't there, this game would totally bomb. But that's there. It makes it fun. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of fun. I mean, I'm not like dying to go back in there and play more. I do want to play more, but it's just not you know one of those. But I am having fun with it. I picked it up on sale. I think I got it for ten dollars, and it's normally like oh. uh, thirty. Okay. So picked it up on sale. That makes sense. I saw you playing it, and it looked kind of just yeah boring. Uh, it's a it's a three sixty title, I believe. But I mean, for for ten do- ten dollars. Mm. Yeah, it's a couple generations old. So having a lot of fun with that. Um, Overwatch, man. So I won't I won't go deep in Overwatch just for sake of time. I'll keep this for another show, but um. Um, playing Overwatch on Switch right now, and I know uh, there's a lot of hate about Overwatch on Switch because they have to reduce the graphical fidelity and whatnot, but I am having so much fun playing Overwatch on my Switch. Absolutely loving it. And then um, one other game I'm playing right now is I picked up a little indie gem that we're going to talk about at the end of the show called Spaceland. That's like, uh, think about XCOM, but now think about it in a very small pocket edition. Lots of fun, having lots of fun with that game. So anyway, that's what I'm what I've been up to. And so, uh, anything else? Any other updates from you two guys? No, that's uh, about it for me. All right. So uh, we're, again, uh, t- today's ep- episode is called Halloween Scares. And now this will not be a scary episode. And so, uh, J- Jaden, you'll be okay. We're not, not going to scare you. That's good. And uh, for any kids that are listening, again, we're keeping everything PG-rated like we normally do. So um, we're going to give you a whole list of games because, like, you know, who doesn't like a little fall festivals, a creepy story, or even a good scare, like a, a good jump from time to time. And so I actually want to kick the list off with a game that we were given a review code for, so thank you for that. And this is for a little game called Witch Eye. Um, you can pick up on Nintendo Switch, Steam iOS and Android. It's $4.99 on Nintendo Switch, and then it's $2.99 respectively on iOS and Android. It's rated E, 10 and up, and so again, a little nice, little family-friendly game, and it's uh, developed by Mooncit and then published by Devolver Digital. And I would say this, almost everything published by Devolver Digital, I just, I really like. And so, um, haven't heard of Mooncit before until this game, and uh, but I'm enjoying it. So let me just read a little bit from the and, or from the developer's website, and then I'll talk a little bit about it, what I enjoyed. And so, set off on an adventure as a mild-mannered, I, I love this, you know, when you think of mild-mannered, at least for me, uh, mild-mannered, blah, 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 I think of Superman. You know, mild-mannered reporter, Clark Kent, you know, got the job at the Daily Planet. That's where I go. But anyway, 
Um, set off on, I don't know where I went off on Superman. <laughs> set off on an adventure as a mild-mannered witch who transforms into a flying eyeball. I mean, who doesn't want to play this? Oh, yeah. You, you, somebody does something to you, you get all vengeful, and you turn into an eyeball. Uh, an eyeball of vengeance after, a, uh, after going after a knight, a wizard, uh, still her spell ingredient, so she's really ticked off right now. You'll guide her through 50-plus levels, her or her eyeball. I'm, I'm still, it looks like she transforms into an eyeball, but I like to think it's just her one eyeball that she just kind of took out and threw. Um, that's kind like of, grandma. Like, like, yeah, just like her grandma used to, used to do. She never <laughs> threw the eyeball, but she did take it out and show it to us. Yeah, we are way getting off track here. Um, you'll guide her through 50-plus levels, each containing something completely unique, tricky new enemies, mysterious new environments, and puzzling new secrets. These elements are brought to life with colorful, clean pixel art and a lively, head-bobbing original soundtrack. Nice. Now I just wish I had that, that I like witch right there. And you could yeah, pop her head and her eyes kind of bobble out. I don't know. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So, um, which I, so here's the thing. Let me read one more thing about this. Which Eye is a new approach to platforming with, and here's, let me start on this real fast here. I, I reviewed this on the Switch, and so just get it up front. I'm giving this game a 7 out of 10 on Switch. However, if I'm playing it on mobile, uh, iOS or Android, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. So I think this is actually a fun game. Um, I think it performs it performs great on Switch. Give it a higher score on mobile? I am. It performs great on Switch, but... Um, the controls sometimes don't feel. If you're playing in docked mode, then it, then it's real hard to control. Well, not real hard, but it's harder. And then in handheld, you're you're using touch screen, and it just feels more natural on on mobile. Um, so, but 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 it did translate well enough to do a seven on Switch, and so mm-hmm. seven on Switch, eight on mobile. That's that's where the review is. So, which eye is a new approach to platforming with a free movement dash through the air? Players are able to stop on the spot, reverse direction, or alter their course at will. Bounce into devilish little beasts, snag collectibles, and make it the goal of each level. To make it to the goal of each level, however possible. So here's here's the gameplay. To summarize it, you're this eyeball, quite literally bouncing around. And um, if you if you play those games, they used to be called block break, where you move the platform left and right, oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. The, and the ball bounces mm-hmm. to a block, breaks it, and then comes back to the to the paddle and then bounces back oh. up. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought this game was like when I first started playing it. And because of that, I had a little difficulty in controlling it until I realized she does that. She bounces, the eyeball bounces against the wall and then back around. But you can, every time she bounces, you can redirect her towards a different direction. So instead of being perfectly, you know, like, uh, um, uh, reflectional. Yeah, I was trying to think of, uh, there's another word there, a better word for that. But anyway, yeah, so instead of it being actual, like, you know, physics where she bounces and everything else, you can control where she bounces. So if I just bounce off the ground, I can then steer her left or steer her right towards an enemy or towards collectibles. That's what I thought. But Mm -hmm. then I realized you can actually stop her mid-jump in air and then jump her towards something else. And so you really begin to control this floating eyeball that is always moving. It's always moving, mm-hmm. bouncing back and forth. But then you can decide, you know, as she's bouncing to a right angle going, let's say, you know, you know up and to the right of the screen, stop her midair and crash her straight down on top of an enemy. Does that make sense? And so it's, it's kind of hard to describe this game other than... <laughs> I feel like I'm not doing a great job at that. But you're this moving eyeball that's a platform. You're trying to always go from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen. There's enemies, there's mm-hmm. traps, there's collectibles. And the whole time, you're this moving eyeball that's bouncing across the, string, the screen. But then you can also stop it in midair and redirect it. 
there's a natural rhythm to each level. And as you're playing it, <clears throat> as you're playing it, um, once you find that rhythm, you do pretty good and you can get through it rather quickly. Uh, John, are you looking it up right now? Uh, no, I'm you looking just got up the word you're trying to look else. for. It. Yeah, reflected. It's just it's reflected. Yeah. Like when it goes down, it goes back up perfectly. So, so Witch Eye, to me, is an easy-to-pick-up, uh, very colorful game that had me playing just one more level and then just one more level after mm-hmm. that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put it down. No, just one more level. And so it has a good hook that keeps you playing. Um, it can be... It can be grinding hard at times but i think that's more of me just learning because as i would learn i'd get better and better and everything would be just fine um again great pixel art a wicked soundtrack y'all see what i did there yeah i'm not very funny so i try it when i can um and i think it's this game is a great game for anybody who's up for a challenge um you can you can speed run your way through this game which this game actually has elements built in for speed running so you can speed run your way through each level or you can take your time and collect all the collectibles. And either way, it's still a lot of fun. Um, I think this game is really for anybody of any age. I mean, Micah could pick up this game. He's five. He could pick up this game and learn it real fast. Uh, maybe not do great at it. And then, Johnny, you might pick up this game, and you, you think, man, this is pretty easy the first couple of levels. Then you realize, oh, crap, I, I just almost died, or I didn't get a single collectible in that whole game, or that whole level, which is, for me, it's when I go back and then I re-grab mm-hmm. the collectibles. And so, um, But would I do better than Micah? <laughs> um i don't know i've got a lot of faith in micah so okay. yeah so the mechanics again the mechanics are simple to pick up but uh mastering that rhythm that i was talking about uh for which i is where the game truly shines and the gameplay the gameplay can be brutal and yet satisfying as you destroy enemies and snag all the collectibles unless you're a completionist like me and you get frustrated and you play the same level over for like 20 minutes and then you put the game down because you're you're done and then a day later mm-hmm. you pick it up and you beat it in your first run through and you're like what happened yeah how did i do that so great game and for five dollars you're getting a still on switch and then 2.99 on mobile great game um again seven on the switch just because i think it's it's easier controlled on and plays a little bit better on mobile eight out of ten on mobile great game um definitely be checking that one out and and it's, it's a witch eye so it kind of fits the the show for a halloween scare all right, guys, let's talk about our list of games for this particular topic, shall we? Sure, sure, sure. So so we have a lot of games here listed. Uh, we're going to just skim through some of these. Um, obviously, there are a lot of games that are either horror games or jump scare games or whatever. Um, I don't like horror games uh, the vast majority of the time. Jay, I know you don't like sco- uh, scary games. Uh, I don't like scary anything. Scary movies, scary shows, scary games. <laughs> Scary books. You don't like to be scared. I don't like books, period. You don't like going to bed after being scared. Nope. Nope. Scary Johnny, what about you? No. Um, I don't want I don't play a lot of uh, scary games. Um I do like scary books. As you know, I'm a big Stephen King fan. But Same um, here. Yeah, not too many scary games. I played a few, but um I like uh haunted ma- ha- um, houses though. Those are fun. My wife hates them. But. Yeah, I hate haunted houses. I've actually punched and kicked people at haunted mm-hmm. houses. When they turned around and scared me. And not just when I was young. I mean, in my adult <laughs> like life as well. Week. Like just, <laughs> it's just instinct. You know, there's like the fight, flight, or freeze type yeah. of thing. Um, I fight. <laughs> I fight. Well, I've, well I've actually, I've hit you before when you scared me. Not Almost. hard. Um, and <laughs> then Johnny, when you lived with us, I punched you right in the face. I mean, yeah. it wasn't full. Like, I pulled it back, but you scared me. It was like, bam, right in your nose. 
That was nice. So the first game of, you know, just creepiness is Animal Crossing New Horizons. And and that's mm-hmm. kind of a joke. But the reason we added that to the list first is that right now they are doing, through the month of October, uh, a Halloween event where you can grow pumpkin patches. You can put oh, on, yeah. put on costumes and all of that. And so if you're still playing Animal Crossing or if you're not, this might be a reason to jump back in. And uh, there's just everything's um, fall festival themed. It's not even, it's not even Halloween themed where it's scary. It's just it's very fall festival type of themed and you can get costumes and plant con patch or uh, uh, pumpkin patches and all kinds of fun little things. Now the thing that scared me about Animal Crossing when I logged in, it's the first time I logged in in about two months. Is uh, Patty still playing Animal Crossing, Johnny? Uh, she hasn't played in a few months. Okay, she got so busy and kind of forgot about it. That, that's where I'm at. It's been, been a couple months for me. Jay or Johnny or Jaden, same for you. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I played. Here's what scared me: I logged in and the grass is brown and the <laughs> trees are brown because it's fall, right? Yeah. But it looked like ah. mm-hmm. here's the other thing that scared me: my island is covered in weeds. weeds? Yeah, and they're fall. <laughs> and they're different kind of weeds. They're fall weeds, and so they're taller. They have this little cotton top, like cotton top. Mm-hmm. whatever and i walked around i'm like no oh that's ugly no yeah. it just it, it terrified my soul and so animal crossing it, it is, is rated scary. e for everyone but i'm putting it high up there on the scary list it is scary. and so anyway um <laughs> just get that one out there all right no seriously so talk about some other games that just fit the season uh we're going to go through these rather than be e for everyone t for teen or m for mature and we're going to kind of go through them in that order as well so if you're listening uh to the show with your kid again we're gonna keep this very pg related uh we may talk about some mature games but we're going to keep it you know pg uh we're not going to be you know talking scary about it or anything else but we are going to start with the uh, e-rated and move that direction so the first game on the list after animal crossing real one for me is luigi's mansion and specifically luigi's mansion 3 um if you haven't played luigi's mansion 3 on your switch you are doing yourself a uh you're missing out it's a great game very colorful in my opinion it's probably one of the best looking games on switch it at, at times it looks 4k it looks brilliant i don't know how they pulled it off um johnny i know you i, I you've farther in this game than I am. Did y'all do it primarily uh, single player? Or did y'all do multiplayer, you and Patty? Uh, yeah, so we did definitely mostly uh, co-op. Um, and at first you have to start by yourself, but the reason I actually bought this game is to play with her. It's uh, very co-op friendly, uh, especially if one of the people do not play very many games <laughs> uh, because you can carry the other person pretty easily. Uh, but it is a fun game, trying to get my wife into more gaming. Um, and we actually haven't played it in a little while. But we were playing it pretty steadily for a while. Um, I think we're probably about halfway through the game. Gotcha. Um, some fun sucking up ghosts. So I know you play, the first player plays as Luigi. The second player plays as Gooigi. Um, mm-hmm. Now, can you only do two or can you go up to four? So for the co-op, like the actual storyline, you can only do two. Uh, they have other multiplayer modes, which I haven't done. Online modes, uh, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking yeah. about. Where it's like, I think one of the modes is like, uh, you know, just kind of like survival, basically. Um, and then there's a few other ones. They have like uh, Scare Tower and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't looked, I've only like kind of perused it a little bit. I haven't actually played that at all. Yeah, Luigi's Mansion, the first one, was uh, actually the title <clears throat> I picked up with my GameCube when that first came out. And loved Luigi's Mansion, short game, very short on the GameCube. Um, really liked it. And then I played the second one, I think it was called Dark Moon on the 3DS 
I didn't beat that one, but I really enjoyed it. The only reason I didn't beat it is that um, that's when I got into my Switch. So I was like, my 3DS kind of got dusty. It was like just sitting over there. Um, but love Luigi's Mansion 3 and uh, just lots of fun. Jaden, you haven't played that, have you? Nope, not at all. Mm-hmm. I haven't even like picked up a controller and moved around. Yeah, I, I need to play that with you. It's it's a lot of fun. And the story's good, and it's 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 family friendly. And so again, that ge- that game is rated E for everyone. And so if you're looking for a new game to play as a family, especially with uh, younger children, I think that's a definite, obvious one to pick up right away. So, um, all right. So y'all are all looking at the same list I'm looking at here. We already talked about Ghostbusters. I'm going to just scratch that one off the list. I would say add it to your wish list if you can get that game. Uh, on sale, I think it's totally worth picking up. I'm having, a lot, especially, especially if you grew up watching those those films, um, and just from that genre, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun right there. So, um, what about Limbo? Limbo's an indie game. Limbo's one of the first indie games I think that really um, showed people that a little studio could make a truly um, scary game with almost nothing. If, if you're not familiar with Limbo, there are three colors in the whole game. Um, or actually, no. Do they even add blood to that game, Johnny? Do you remember? I don't remember Jayden, this game remember? that well. I never really played it a whole bunch. So Limbo, uh, the whole For game... For some reason, I'm thinking that there is red, but I can't... I think there is red. So basically, the whole game's black and white, or not just black and white, black and white tones. And you're walking around as this little kid. Johnny, you said you didn't play this? Mm-mm, I don't remember Limbo. Oh, my gosh. You need to pick up Limbo. Limbo was huge when it, when it came out to, uh, I think it was the Xbox 360 on their arcade. Uh, huge indie game. Go, uh, go look it up right now. Yes, I remember the uh, the cover and everything. I remember This is one of those games there. that as you're playing, now, this again, this game's rated T for Teen, only, beca- um, only because it's it, it can be you know oh, frightening at times. It's very creepy. You're this kid walking around. Um, and you think you're, I don't, so I won't do spoilers, uh, but you think you're walking around alone and then you find out that you're not, you, you hear voices, you know, like people watching you. Um, and then you've got to jump over traps that can snap you in half. And that's where the little bit of blood comes in. Um, and then there's things like, uh, and this isn't a spoiler because you'll see this, I think on the intro or a trailer at one point you're walking and this huge spider is almost as large as your screen begins to walk up behind you and you're trying to escape the spider. Um, and your guy can only go so fast. Great game. Solid game. I mean, this is a really good game. And it's $10 for Switch or Steam. At $10, anybody should buy it. I mean, uh, I played the demo when it first came out for, I think it was, I, I want to say it was Xbox 360. I'm pretty sure that's where it launched. And I played I'm the demo. That too, because I remember. Midlothian. Yeah. Yeah. And so I played it, uh, the demo, and immediately bought the game. It was one of those kind of demos where it, was just, it, was, it, it grabbed me so well. And so great game to pick up. Um, I think if you had – I would play this with Caleb. You know, Caleb's nine. I'd play with Caleb. Um, for uh, any adults out there, it's definitely a fun game. But if you want to play with your kids, maybe just watch a couple of YouTube videos on it. Um, great game. Lots of fun. But, again, know your kid. And, you know, some kids, you know, like this – I would not let Micah – Obviously, watch this. Mm-hmm. This would, would would really bother him at night. But another great game right there. All right, so let's get something a little bit. Let's go into a little deeper, a little darker. And so Slenderman has been around for mm-hmm. years on the internet. Started off, and we'll go through the whole history, history, but basically started off as a little, sh- not even a short story, but the idea of someone. And then uh, people began to create their own little short stories. And a mythology actually built up around Slenderman. 
Um, there's a few flash games, there's a few small games here and there, but there's one full game called Slender, The Arrival. It is rated T for Teen, which I actually was was surprised about. When I went back to look it up, I thought it was going to be a mature game. Johnny, you and I played this game, and I (laughs) want to hear from you talk about this game. And so, um, heard all about this game, downloaded it, bought it on my Xbox One. Johnny came over, this this was about four years ago. Johnny comes over here. Yeah, John, put your switch down. You need to focus on this. Johnny comes over. <laughs> it's the middle of the day, right? So we're, we're enjoying this game. We're, we're just having, you know, a, a brother hangout day or whatnot, and and it's it's a scary game. So what do we do? We jack the volume way up. But it's a scary game, and it's bright outside. So we hang up thick blankets <laughs> over all the windows, shut all the doors in our in our family room, and and turn on my surround sound, and you know, what is it? I think we have a sixty inch television. Yeah. And we're playing this game called Slender: The Arrival. Um, Johnny, tell me what you remember of this experience. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> when it comes to scary games, yeah, books, and just in general, you know, they're not really scary unless you really like engross yourself, like fully into it. You know, very immersive. Very immersive. You know. Um, so since we did black out everything and we were really into that game, that was a, I remember, I don't, I don't remember how the game works. I remember like we're running through woods well, and then yeah, go ahead. the screen Sorry. starts like, uh, like uh, getting staticky, right? When you get close. So like, whenever, and it's wh- like that loud noise. Whenever, so you're, you're going, it's, uh, you're, there's some games out there that people call walking simulators. Like, I don't know if you've played Firewatch. Uh, Firewatch is a great game. Um, it's a walking quote unquote simulator. Basically it's, it's walking simulators are games where you're just controlling a person through a story. Um, and that's what you're doing in Slender the Arrival. There are levels, but it's more of a story that's being played out. And you're uncovering other mysteries. And so while you're walking around, you could get close to a, an area. Let's say, let's say you're walking through a field and you find an abandoned house. And you can tell that it had a house fire at some time. Maybe no one's lived there for like 50, 60, 70, 80 years. And you walk up and all of a sudden things begin to shake. And now you're kind of seeing the like like a like a spiritual memory of what you what what happened you know 80 years ago, and you see a guy you know maybe you know beating someone and then you know, accidentally catching the house on fire or something else, oh, and it's yeah, creepy. Yeah, yeah. The soundtrack's great, uh, but then Slenderman himself he's constantly trying to get you. So you might be walking, um, and all of a sudden the screen begins to get staticky. This this the sound sounds staticky. The screen the screen can actually start shaking. The closer he gets to you, and the, the the and you're like, okay, it doesn't sound too bad. Well, the thing about it is, it's not like some you know villain that's chasing you that you watch. Um, you might look over into the distance and and say, okay, there's my next checkpoint. I'm walking there. Turn around you because you hear a noise. Turn back around, and now he's way. You see him on that same hill you just looked at, but he's you know 80 yards away, but he's just standing there, completely still, slender. And then you're like. Oh dang! I could go somewhere else. So then you start running to the opposite direction. You hear a noise, turn around, and he's two feet away from you, right in your face. And the screen's shaking, and the sound's shaking, and you're—I'm screaming, and Johnny, you were screaming. And <laughs> the way we played this game was that I would play it with the controller for a little while, and then I'd hand it off to Johnny. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I, you know, you and I did with yeah. the game we're going to talk about here in a minute. And so um, now here's the thing: we're both grown men, married. <laughs> jobs i've got four kids and and you can blame me all you want but it's not the truth you and i both screamed and jumped in this game 
And there, were, and I did. I will. I will admit, I did do one extra thing. I would get so scared. I would just reach over and I would just slap <laughs> you. I would just slap you in the arm or in your chest, and I would just scream and hit you at the same time. I don't yeah. know why I was hitting you. Made it like you know four D. You know, so Johnny's playing it, and then the, he has the jump scare, and at the same time I'm jumping as he's jumping, and then he, yeah, four D punching you right in the chest for whatever reason. Yeah, don't no, play scary was- games with me. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. It was definitely scary, but that was fun. It was, then, it was a good time. Yeah, and at one point you are running up a mountain that's on fire, and he's everywhere, and you're just like, ah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there, yeah, there's there's one other game called I think it's called the Eight Pages. Um, but if you buy Slender: The Arrival, and you can get it almost everywhere, including Nintendo Switch, um, Eight Pages is actually included as a an additional bonus uh, game on there. So, uh, and again, Slender: The Arrival, it's rated T for Teen. Um, <laughs> scared me like a mature game but it's not because there's no i don't think there's any dialogue or if there is it's it's just it's it's not an m-rated game it's just t for chain so okay um let's move on let's talk about two games that are not technically in the you know seasonal of halloween for you know but they do skins and whatnot and that would be league of legends and overwatch specifically i know a lot of games do skins but johnny these are two games you wanted to add so why don't you take both of these yeah so um you know, Overwatch huge game. They uh, they do a really good job on their um, Halloween skins, and you know they actually have the uh, game mode where you fight. Um, I don't remember what's the name of the person you fight. I know it's Roadhog, but it's like Frankenstein. Oh, Roadhog um, or something. Um, yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah, and like they, Man, you their know, Halloween events are great. Yeah, Which they do a really good job on the Halloween events, and some of the skins are a lot of fun. Um, and then on a similar note is uh, League of Legends, which is a game I do play a lot. Um, they have a lot of fun Halloween skins that are, you know, trick-or-treat oriented or like a headless horseman. Um, a lot of like spooky things like that. So while it's not, you know, a scary game by any means, but they still have that festi- fest- festival, festive, yeah, let's go with festive, festive feelings. <laughs> Nice. You know, I'm not real big on the whole skins, but the, you know, the new gameplays that they add, and like an Overwatch, where it's it's not just a, a skin of 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 a you know tower defense type of thing, whatever else, but it's actually you know there there's a story behind it a little bit, and you know he's unleashing his zombies against you, and you're the you're like the one defender against a zombie horde trying to protect everyone else. So anyway, but yeah, that those are fun games as well. Um, and I realize a lot of the games we're talking about here are older games, but these are these are the ones that came back up to me that I was like, you know what? These are the games that I really liked, or these are the games that scared me <laughs> that I want to talk about. Um, okay, Jay, why don't you take this next one for Alrighty, us? Alrighty, so the next one we got on the list is Layers of Fear Legacy, and I'm pretty sure we've talked about this a couple times on the show before. But never in depth. Never, yeah, we're never really going into it. So, and, and just real fast, this one is rated M for mature. M so for just, mature, right? We are getting into our mature side of games now. So go ahead. So this game, we probably, how long ago did we play this? Um, This was, uh, was it last year? I think it was last year, but during the summer. I don't know, COVID summer. feels like 24 months to me. Yeah. Mm. It was either last, it was either the summer of 2019 or the summer of 20, no, I think it was 2018 actually. Was it? I it was 2018. Yeah, so it was, you know, it was a couple of years ago. Um, so I was like 13 or so. Oh, see, now I sound like a terrible parent. So um, <laughs> I still don't, in, I mean, I enjoy scary games. Uh, I, I'm not one to just go crazy about them and like, oh, yeah, let's go play a scary game. But 
and I'd never really played one before this. So you were like, hey, let's play this game. And I was like, and so, so I mean, the okay. reason I wanted to play this with you and Johnny, if you have any questions for Jaden, this is your time to ask the questions. And so, you know, you've never played Layers of Fear, correct? Mm-mm. Okay. Nope. So, uh, after the experience of playing Slender, the arrival with you, I decided to play a scary game with Jaden. Okay. Layers of Fear. And so, and I wanted that whole, there's something about that co-op experience that just really right. adds to the story. Go ahead. So, yeah, like you said, the co-op. So, we'd be playing, and then I just want to point something out real quick. How you said that he would, like, reach over and just hit you. <laughs> at, a, at a, He did the exact same thing to me. He would just slap me. For no reason. And I'd be like, what What? What the just heck? Just so people know, I'm talking about, like, your arm or your leg or like, something. Like, what is even Not happening? Not, like, in the face. It's just always the arm or the I mean, there's bruises, but, yeah. <laughs> we'd be sitting on the couch, just playing the game, and then he just smacked me. <laughs> I'm like, what is it? What even is this? But uh, yeah, so uh, I understand. I you know I feel you on that. Uh, but yeah, we played this game. I don't know. It's what I do. Um, I'm trying to remember it. It was it was a while ago. It's a great story. And so Layers of Fear, basically, uh, you're starting off in the game not knowing what's going on. And, oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember now? Um yeah a little bit. And you and you're basically you what you begin to do is you you begin to unveil mm-hmm. a story of what happened between a husband and his wife that happened in this house. Right. And so then, you're yeah, so you're this dude. And then there's paintings. Yeah, and like and like Good. you said, you don't remember anything. You're confused. You're just big scary. And you know, like any scary game, the lighting in the house is garbage. Um, it's all flickering. You know, everything's dirty and messed up and mildewy and everything's weird looking you know it just adds to the vibe of you know the scariness so you're walking through this big old mansion all confused um and like you said you're slowly figuring stuff out why you're here what you're doing and you mentioned the paintings now the paintings Ooh, yeah jo- johnny you need hey, johnny if you haven't played this you need to go and look it up while we're talking about this okay Layers the paintings were really really cool uh addition to the game because this doesn't wasn't. I don't know. Hang on. This wasn't just uh you know like a game full of jump scares no. and that's what it was. It had a really cool in depth story and like uh gameplay system. So you'd be walking through this house, you know, hallways, staircases, whatever, scary rooms with creaky doors, you know, rats running across the floor, and there'd be like a painting, and you can interact with it. And if I'm remembering this correctly, it, like, changes the house. Yes. Right? Yeah, so you could walk down a hallway, uh, and, and you, as you walk down, there was a door on your right, and now you're looking at a painting at the end of the hallway, and then you could t- you could touch the painting, look at it, and then all of a sudden, something flickers on the screen. And, and then the door's not there anymore. Door's not there anymore. And it's like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. And it's like, did something just eat the door? Like, I'm confused. Or, Should I be scared? And right then you're like, okay, something changed. And then you turn around, and now there's blood writing on the wall. Right. Um, and in a similar fashion, you would have, like, uh, like, like, like these ghost voice callbacks of something oh, yeah, that happened yeah. in the game. You're like, where mm-hmm. did that come from? Yep. Some scary, scary stuff. Um, yeah, I don't think I want to play this. And every time... We're playing... We need to play it together. It's really every, good. Every time you would, um, you would beat a level quote unquote because again you're walking mm-hmm. through a story um you would see this painting uh begin to be revealed more and more now i don't do oh, any spoilers yeah, yeah. so let's not let's not go into that but there's a painting that gets revealed more mm. and more 
And depending on how you, there's multiple endings. And depending on how you're playing the game and how you answer different, you make choices throughout mm-hmm, the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the painting appears differently at the end of the game. And it changes how the, it, oh, the whole multiple game. multiple endings to the game. Yeah, and it, change, hmm. it, it and changes how you're playing cool. it while you're playing mm-hmm. it. So good. Super cool. So good. Um, scary game. But it's got a great story, and that's what you said. It's not just a jump, jump right. scares. Great story. Uh, there is language in this game, which is why it's rated M for mature. I would add on this game uh, that on G2A, it's under $2. What? For Steam, like on Steam, it's super cheap. Mm. Um, I don't so – so here's the thing, though. Uh, this game, I wouldn't want to play it just on a computer. I'd want this game on my TV. If you've got a big TV in your house, you know, good sound, I'd want this on the TV. So. Right. Because um, even though it's not just jump scares and there's an actual story, there are jump scares too. It, and and it they're good great. jump scares. It looks so. great. Yeah. So right. pick it up wherever you can find it. I think it's on pretty much everything nowadays. Um, but again, a really good game. Uh, we're going to come back to this other game. Uh, one more game I wanted to mention that's from the same makers who came out with Layers of Fears. They came out with another game called Observer. And Observer has been back in the news uh, uh, because they're actually making an enhanced edition for the new Xbox and the new PlayStations that are coming out. Um, Observer is um, it, it's it's not as scary as Layers of Fear. It definitely has its moments, but again, it tells a really good story. And I I don't feel like I can say anything about it without giving away spoilers. So I'll simply just say this: You are a detective trying to find out what happened to his son. Um, was he murdered? Uh, is he missing? What's going on? And there's this augmented, you know, kind of like there's technology built into him for his eye, and he can activate it, and he can see things that aren't normally there. He can pick up on electronic signals. He can pick up on, uh, like, like bio signals, like if there's blood or whatever else, and have a further study into things. Hmm. Um, and then he can even, there's stuff that he can do with his his mind as far as connecting to you and controlling a few things. Um it's a great game. It's it got kind of mixed reviews, uh, mainly because when it first came out, it had a lot of bugs. Um, but this is one of those games that, despite the bugs, it was just it kept it kept me going. And I played this game. I, I think I beat it after three sit throughs of, of just you know playing it straight out. Great game. And that one's called Observer, and it is again rated in for mature. Um, okay, what about a series that everyone I think either either has played or knows, and that is Resident Evil. Uh, Johnny, have you played? Um, I'm sure you have. You've played Resident Evil, haven't you? Uh, I have. I've, I don't remember which one it was. It's been a while. Okay. And uh, now, uh, Jaden, I think I tried to get you to play four. Um, I mean, I, uh, I watched you play it for a few minutes. I never really did anything <laughs> with it. Yeah. So, so um, I remember playing Resident Evil uh, 1 and 2 on my GameCube and loving it. Uh, Resident Evil 4... On GameCube, and then Res- I went, I play- Resident Evil Four is my favorite in the series. Uh, for a lot of people, it's their their favorite. Uh, Zero, one, two, and three all have the same kind of uh, over the shoulder, high above, kind of like a Tomb Raider third person perspective, and you can't really run or anything else. Uh, I mean, you can dash, but I'm not getting into that. Uh, Resident Evil Four, you're right over the shoulder of the key character. This game is great. It's scary. It's got an incredible story. Um, you're the good guy. You're trying to save um, the president's daughter. Basically, you're in charge of, of protecting, finding, saving the president's daughter. Great game. Incredible game. Um, 
My only complaint with this game, uh, and it's specifically on Switch, the game runs great on Switch, but on the Wii, when they brought it to the Wii, they gave you motion aiming for the game. And where in a lot of games, the whole Wii remote motion aiming became kind of like, I'm tired of this, just give me a controller already. <laughs> it was awesome in Resident Evil 4. And most people, if you, you know, they, they cover video games or whatever else, they talk about Resident Evil 4, they'll, they'll mention the same thing. That Nintendo, or Capcom really missed it by porting this game to Switch but not giving us motion control with, you know, the mm. Joy-Cons. I mean, it's just, it, it plays great. If you've never played a Resident Evil game, 4 is where you need to start. I think full price, it's 20 bucks, and you get it on sale for 10 I, I think that's about right. Um, you can get it on several different consoles. Uh, love it on Switch. And, and that was one thing I've, I've, I've uh, come to realize on games like Resident Evil... Um, and even we're going to talk about it here in a minute, Bioshock and a couple of others, is that why I like a lot of these games on the big screen, there's something about sitting on the couch with a blanket with the lights off and playing with the Switch just right in front of your face mm. um, <laughs> and then having that immersive, like, a guy's chasing you with an axe and you've got to figure out what you're going to do. <laughs> it's, right. like, right there. So Resident Evil 4, amazing game. It is rated in for mature, amazing game. Um, definitely, if you haven't played a Resident Evil game, start with this one. If you played one of the originals, like 1, 2, or 3, and you did not like them, um, or if you played some of the worst ones, like 6 or 7, and you're like, I hate these games, you're missing the gem that's in the center. 4 is amazing. Like, game of the year type of quality. They're really good game. So, um, let's move on down the list here, just for uh, sake of time. Um, Johnny, why don't you talk to us about Dead by Daylight? Yeah, so Dead by Daylight. That's a really fun game. Um, basically, the way the game works is all online, and you either play as a survivor or you play as a killer. Uh, the point of the game is there's four survivors, and there I think you have to repair five generators throughout the map to power the gates. And while you're doing this, there is a killer running around and chasing you. Um, it's it can be really scary when you play as a survivor because especially if you play with your friends online, cause you really get into it, you know, you're trying to repair all the generators and there's a, there's skill checks that come up. So you have to be focusing on the generator and cause there is a thing called skill checks. And basically what it is, is you have to hit a space bar at the right time. Um, but you also have to be a watch out for the killers. And so the killers, it's a lot of famous like horror film people. There's uh, Michael Myers, um, there is the scream guy with the ghost face. And, 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 and let me ask you a quick question. Um, mm-hmm. th- uh, there's another game just like this, uh, Friday the 13th slaughter edition, something, another blah, 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 blah. We're not, we're not comparing the two. You're already giving me a look. We're not comparing the two, <laughs> but it's the same concept where you've got, uh, you've got, you know, uh, what's his face over there? Uh, you know, chasing everybody is the main guy, and you play either play as him or you know, Fred. You either play as Freddy or you play as one of the survivors, and you're hiding and everything else. And there's certain ways to win. There's certain ways to complete stuff. Um, there's all all these different conditions that what you can do, and, and you know, rather it be finding the battery to the car so you all get the car ready and you can leave, rather it be trying to kill him, which is extremely hard to do. Um, these two games are similar to that. Now, the different one of the I mean, I, I know there's differences, but one of the biggest differences that I saw was that in the Friday game, you only played as you know, you know, Freddy. In your game, you're talking about some of the different guys that you can play as, and if I remember correctly, each guy has its own unique. Can we call them like boss abilities? Yes. Yeah, so there are, I think, 
they keep adding them. Like I haven't played in probably two months, and they've added killers since I've uh, quit. I think there's around ten or eleven killers, and each of them have their own special style. Um, they actually have Freddy Krueger in this one as well. They have the guy from Texas Chainsaw Massacre who chases you with a giant chainsaw. It's absolutely terrifying because uh, you won't <laughs> see him. Like they have, they have one guy called Hillbilly who also has a chainsaw, and his special ability is that he can rev up his chainsaw and then just sprint across the map. He can't really turn that well, but you will be like looking around. Oh. You're fine. Also, this guy with the chainsaw just running down <laughs> on you. Um, and then there is another one called um, there's another one called the nurse who she is absolutely creepy. She has like bandages all over her face and everything, and she kind of like blinks, uh, like teleports like ten feet in front of her. That's her ability. So nice. you can be like hiding behind a wall, repairing a generator, and she'll just blink through the wall behind you and pick you up. And what the killers do is they they have to hit you twice and you fall down and then they pick up your body and there's these hooks all around the map and they throw you on the hooks. Um, and then if you don't get down in time, you get sacrificed and thing comes from the, from the sky and sucks you up. Um, <laughs> what I really like about both of these games, both dead by daylight and then Friday the 13th. It's, it's a long name. Friday the 13th, the game slaughter edition. I don't know. Um, is that, when you're unlike the other games where you're running from like the Slenderman or whatever else, these are actual people, not AI, not just the computer that are chasing you down that are not, let me rephrase that are hunting you down. Mm. Um, and it adds a whole nother kind of like, I don't know. There's a whole nother level to it. I played a lot of Friday, really like it. And I just recently started playing, uh, dead by daylight and I'm enjoying it as well. Um, yeah. Well, enjoy both one thing I do, one thing I do want to add is, uh, like I said, they always are adding more content for uh, Dead by Daylight, and they actually have, uh, like, they have the Demogorgon from the Stranger Things in it. Oh, that's um, right. Actually, I, I downloaded that content. I haven't played it yet, though. Yeah, it's really cool. So you can play as Nancy and then um, the main guy. I forgot his name right now. Um, and then it's just, yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, there's just one killer, then we can move on. There's just one killer called the Huntress. And she has like this like half bunny mask over her head right. and her eyes glow. And whenever the killer gets close to you, your heartbeat starts racing. But hers is different. She ha She's like humming this really creepy song. She kind of like prances sometimes. It's creepy. It's awesome. Uh, she throws hatchets at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. All right, let's move on here. Uh, we're getting close to the end of our list here. Uh, I want to look at some um, um, some shooters here. And so, Alien Isolation. Now, there was an Alien game. I think it was called Alien vs. Predator 2000 or something. That came, actually, or something. I don't remember what it's called. Alien vs. Predator. Maybe it was just called that. That came out in the 90s on PC. It was a great game. Um, I played it on my Windows 95 machine, whatever else. Scared me to death because you're just like a Marine going through this metal corridor. And it's, it's all black except for your flashlight. And you just hear claws on metal scratching and everything else. Um, great game, lots of fun. Move, you know, trans let's move forward another 20 years or whatever, and and the games, most movie games aren't great. I mean, would you agree? Most games they make mm -hmm. for a movie, they just, they tend to fall flat. TV series, they tend to fall flat. Just not, not good games. Um, Alien Isolation is a survival horror game. It really is. It has a story um, that is, it's, it's, it is, it is definitely one of my, um, favorite games if I, if I want to go play and not just for a jump scare i mean you're you're on this abandoned ship that, that no one else is on you think no one else is on and you've got nothing 
except for what you find, uh, rather be an engineer's closet or something else than you're going. And, um, and then you might see a monster come out and start killing people and you're hiding, or you might see survivors and you're trying to, you know, work with them. And then they're turning on you because it's like survival of the fittest. So you're hiding again. Um, great game. Really, really enjoyed this game. Lots of fun. And that's alien isolation. Uh, M again, it's very infirmature. Um, you can get it on all the main consoles. I'm sure it's on steam as well. Um, Johnny, did you ever check out this game? Mm-mm. No, I have a friend that was actually just playing it a little while back. Now that you mentioned it, I just remember that, but I have never played it. No, it's a really, really good game. And then another one that I'm going to talk about that's more of a first-person shooter is Bioshock. Uh, mm. Three Bioshocks, I've said on this show many times, Bioshock is one of my favorite all-time series. Um, uh, probably up there in my top five. You know, Bioshock 1, absolutely love that game. Um, the, that game's been out, it's such an old game, it's been out for years, and I still don't ever want to say on this show uh, what you find out at the end of that game because it's one of those games where if you haven't played this game, I think it has one of the coolest um, twists at the end of the plot that, of any game I've ever played out there. Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't even really thinking about Bioshock, about adding it to this list, until I was talking to Jaden about it, and Jaden's like, that game's scary? That game's freaky? The game is scary. Yeah, so Johnny, um, you've played these games. How do you feel, oh, about, yeah, how do you feel, how do you feel about Bioshock? Uh, yeah, they're pretty creepy, especially, um, I'm trying to think the third one is the one that's really pretty, right? Yeah, it's so, the one more out open. Yeah, no, just the first uh, one. So the first one is where you crash in a plane mm-hmm, and you go into the mm-hmm. lighthouse. And so, uh, the, the basic premise of this game is that you, there's this, uh, uh, this man named Andrew Ryan who decided to make this, excuse me, this, this perfect society, you know, and it's all built underwater and it's called Rapture City. When you arrive, Rapture City's on the brink of destruction, and uh, there are these people that are called splicers uh, because you can splice these genes and, and augment yourself to have, like, fire shooting out of your hands or ice shooting out of your hands or telekinesis telekinesis, and things like that, all these different abilities. But the splicers, you know, they act like, like, like drug addicts. They're, they're, they're crazy. They just have to have, they have, to have more, um, what's it called, Eve, I think it's what's called. They have to have more of it. Um, and so they're crazy. And some of them, and they always carry around these hooks, and everything mm, else. Mm-hmm. And so you could be walking down a corridor and hear this crazy laugh and look up and there's one crawling on the ceiling that then just immediately jumps you. And so great story, solid controls. Um, I, I wouldn't normally add it to a list like this, but I, I think it definitely warrants a place here. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I mentioned a f- few shows ago that I, I played this game for a little bit. You beat the first level or two? I know you'd be the first level. I don't even know. But uh, I am the one who made the suggestion to put it on the list because when I was playing it, uh, I was very scared. It is a very <laughs> creepy, um, scary, every other synonym that means scary game. Because, you know, you're walking through this, you know, big old city like you were talking about. That's all, you know, it's all broken down. Everything's vandalized, everything like that. And there's all these crazies running around with these weird-looking people and weird stuff. And you've got these little girls walking around called little sisters. Yeah, that are, you know, have these giant bottle slash syringes that they're 
pushing into guys and and then not to well, mention we can't get the big too gross. monsters we're, we're, we're going a little level here the yeah big monsters that big end you robotic end monsters that are protecting her it's creepy and like the crazy people just run up on you like it's not like they're just you know just standing there looking Shooting around at you from a distance or right anything. they no. run up on you and start hitting you and stuff you're just panic well at least me i was panicking yeah. i was like what the heck is <clears> even <throat> going on right now it's uh, very definitely. It's a great more game. A creepy game. It's a great Johnny. Uh, what did you? I mean, how do you feel about this game? Yeah, it's been a few years since I played it, but that game is a lot of fun. It is a very well made game. Uh, it's definitely very creepy um, moments of that game. No, no argument about that. Uh, it's very dark. This uh, is... I just remember it being very like this. The game itself was dark. Like there's a lot of dark areas. Um, I have purchased more copies of this game than any other game. I've purchased it on the 360. <clears throat> excuse me, 360. I purchased it on my Xbox One. I purchased it when they brought it out on the um, remastered edition for the Xbox One. Uh, we're at four now? Three. Yeah, oh, right. we're at three now? Yeah. Uh, I have it on Steam. It's four. I, have it, I bought it for the Mac OS store. That's five. I purchased it on the iPad. That's six. And then they brought it out, uh, again, remastered on the Switch. So that's seven. I have purchased this game seven times. Why'd you get it on your iPad? When would you ever play it on your iPad if you have it on all these consoles? It was cool. Well, the thing about it, before the Switch, you didn't have any mobile consoles. Mm. So to be able to play it, like, on your iPad, you know, up in bed, is just amazing. Right. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've beaten this game um, probably seven or eight times now. And so multiple times, uh, I, I've been it uh, twice uh, on Xbox 360, once on Xbox One. I've, uh, I haven't been on Switch, Switch yet. I've been it uh, two or three times on Windows through Steam, two or three times on the Mac App Store. Um, it's one of those games to where I kind of know where everything is. And so, like, you're right there, Johnny? Oh, sorry. This hit me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, oh, is, that, is that a monster coming in one of the other games? But it's one of those, these are one of those games, this is one of those games to where I might, um, if I'm out of town for a weekend, I might just load it up and play it because I can sit through and get through it in one day just to a solid playthrough. Love the game. Um, lots of fun. It's, that's one of those games that will never get archived on my Switch. It will always be on my Switch. Love this game. So... Um, okay, uh, two last games I wanted to talk to you. Uh, we're going to aim for a shorter show here, so we'll go through these quickly here. Um, the Walking Dead, a Telltale series. Johnny, have you played any of these? Uh, no, I actually do own that one. A buddy of mine got it in Humble Bundles, sent it over to me. I haven't, I honestly forgot about it until this show. Um, I'll have to go back and check it out. I know it's supposed to be really good. So you haven't played any of them, like season one, season two, 300, mm -hmm. any of those? No, which one do I have? Let's find out. All right, well, you're checking that out. Uh, I know you haven't seen me play these, right? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, there's a lot. Not that I remember. Yeah, no, this is definitely immature, a lot of language in this one, and so this is not one you're playing anytime soon. Um, Fine by me, huh? <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it, it's really good. It's the... The storytelling is really good. And one of the things I like about the Telltale series, which you experienced in Batman. Mm -hmm. um, John, have you played Batman, the Telltale series? No, I don't think I've ever played a Telltale game. Man, you can, you can pick up those games on uh, Steam for next to nothing. And I think even Batman, you can pick it up for like $15 on Switch. It's a great game. You owe it to yourself. Um, but every, every you're constantly, it's a story that you're playing through, but you're constantly having to make choices. And, and in Batman, as well as in with, the Walking Dead, and John, and so Jaden, you'll remember this from Batman. 
a lot of times you're forced to make a decision and you don't know what the right decision is. Mm-hmm. Like you could you could do this over here or you could help this person over here and either way somebody's going to suffer and you don't feel good about yourself. But you've got to make these decisions. Mm-hmm. Awesome game. Um I think the series for The Walking Dead uh, for Telltale went a little bit long and they lost some steam there and some creativity, but season 1 by far is my favorite season. Absolute. Johnny, if you haven't played this, you need to play it. If you're listening, um, to the show and you're looking this is like up your alley you like you know walking dead series and whatnot this game is definitely one to, to pick up which interestingly enough i have not i watched like the first two or three seasons of the walking dead and then i was kind of done after that so yeah there's that all right last game that, uh, that we have on our list here that i wanted to save for the very end is hellblade sinua's sacrifice okay so mm-hmm. this game is unlike any game out there um uh, Jaden, you saw me play a little bit, and I, I know bit. I forced you to play <laughs> just a very mm-hmm. little bit. Um, Johnny, did you play this game? Uh, so I I need to play it. I started it one night when I got off work. I think I was pressure washing like that, so I was getting home at like 3 a.m. Um, and it was at the old apartment, so it was you know pitch black, and I had the headphones on, and. Um, I don't think I even got out of the starting area. The way it starts on the opening <laughs> cinematic, you're right. You're riding down a canoe, and it's all foggy down this mm-hmm. creepy little river. So and good. Uh, oh my goodness, uh, Michael, you explain it. Okay, explain so it and then I can uh, comment. Sure. Um, th- so this game's unlike anything else like it because as you're playing this game, your main character Senua that you're playing. Um, she's hearing these voices, um, and and I don't want to go deep into that or talk too lightly about that because you know this is uh, it is a game, but a lot of this there was a lot of research that went into this game. Uh, people with schizophrenia and things like that. There's there's a lot of research that went into this game, and so they actually pulled a lot of people together and you know with different conditions and different you know who deal with these these issues and said, how, how does this, re, re, you know, uh, affect you or how would you react to this? Um, are, are we hitting it right? Is this what you feel like you're dealing with on a daily basis? And so they, there's a lot of work that went into there on the research. And then on the audio, um, the game will say, a lot of games say, say this, you know, play this game with headphones or best played with headphones. Mm-hmm. This game, you have to play it with headphones. And so I actually used my Bose, uh, quiet comfort, uh, Noise-canceling headphones. I'd love to go back and play with my AirPods now. But um, my noise-canceling headphones, and the way that they, there's a behind-the-scene that you can watch, and it's actually on the game cartridge or game download or whatever itself. Um, they took a microphone, or I guess not one, but two, um, that, you know, that's instead of pointing up, it's, it's pointing left and right, but then it's, it's within the mold of an ear, Okay. So if you think about your natural ear, okay, the, the shape of your ear, you pick up 360-degree audio around you. Um, and it all has to do with how the ear canal is built and how it interprets sound as, as, as you're receiving. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So the microphone they use to record the voices mm-hmm. are using 3D models of ears. So when they would have voice actors walk around the microphones and talk and say their lines, and huh. it's being recorded in the game, 
So it's not a trickery that they're doing of like just positioning to the left channel. Right. They actually have people walking around, and maybe it's more than two microphones, but basically that's the idea. It's like a microphone that has two ears or two microphones that have two ears. And when someone's walking around you talking in the game, that's what they did on the microphone to record the audio in the first place. And so this game nails the effect of hearing people talk to you. Maybe maybe a main person that's coming out of the stereo speakers, it's like you, you know your own voice or in front of you, but then you hear a whisper on the left from another voice and then two people arguing to the not just to your right but to the right and far back behind you. Like some voices sound like they're a foot away, some voices can sound like they're 15 feet away. They nailed, and that's the thing about this game, the atmosphere is what makes this game. I mean, it has an incredible story, but it's the atmosphere that really gets you to buy in, that you begin to feel what Sinua's feeling, and and you feel her struggles. And so there's at times there's combat, um, and then you have all this stuff going on in her head, and you begin to like really empathize with her because she's struggling. Um, the combat in it is... It isn't isn't hard. Uh, there is a system you need to master in it. Um, it can be difficult, but once you get used to it, um, you're fine. The game isn't about the combat. The game the game is about the story, and it tells a phenomenal story. A second one has been announced. Um, it's only been announced for Xbox uh, and PlayStation, I believe. Um, I'm sure it'll be on PC as well. It has not been announced for Switch. I doubt it will come to Switch. Just being, you know a next-generation type of game. But I will say this, and, I, and I've bragged about this game before on the show. Every time I look at a game coming... And, and here's the thing. This was an independent uh, studio that, that, that uh, created this game, that, wrote the, that built this game. Um, when they ported it to Switch, and they brought this game to Switch, it looks almost as good as it does on an Xbox, which is saying something. This game looks incredible. Um, the Everything about it. And I won't go into the whole details of graphic fidelity and you know shade shading and texturing and reflections from the sun and all that kind of stuff lens flares and all that stuff this game looks incredible on switch and every time i play this game and then i go play another indie game that was ported i'm like (laughs) you could have done a better job i'm reviewing a game right now that I'm, i'm constantly getting frustrated with it because i'm thinking i've seen this on xbox and it didn't look great there but but now that i'm playing on a switch it looks like mud why why and the whole idea with the switch is underpowered and i look at a game like you know hellblade i'm thinking this game looks incredible on switch you know why 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 can't you do better on it so but anyway if you're looking for a game that you haven't played or maybe a game that you've only played part of the way through i would say check out hellblade now we'll say this it's definitely not for everyone um i had i had a a, someone that you know who started the game and it it messed with her head and so she stopped playing it because it was just it was it was too much for her um, but again, one of my favorite games, you know, as far as this genre goes, I, I was, I was completely surprised by how much I enjoyed this game. And at the same time, um, it, it messes with you, <laughs> it, but in a good way, it's a, it's a great, great game. So any final comments on either, on that game from either one of you two guys? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't really play it a whole bunch. It was too scary for me. Uh, that whole, like you were talking about Uncle Johnny, the first, River where you know when you're on the canoe and you're going down the river is very very creepy. So I, I put it down almost immediately. Yeah, it's um. Let's say I need to get back into it. I haven't sat down to do that yet. Um, but it's just you're riding down this canoe and you're. I want to say you're talking to somebody like somebody's in front of you, and like with the pain on their face. But like you're hearing people talk like different, uh, different like out of different like directions, and it's 
it's terrifying. It really is. Like, <laughs> and it's I need not to get back set. Into it. It's not set. To, and here's the thing, though. I mean, credit to the develop to the uh, developers. It's not set to be a horror game or anything. Um, no, yeah, it's, the atmos- it's different. Like, it's just they do such know, like, a good like job. It's good. They do such a good job with the atmosphere, um, and then the environment that you're actually walking around in. Um, and it's just, it's an incredible, this game is probably the close, was one of the very few and the closest that I would say I get the same experience from reading an extremely well-written book where you read the book and you find yourself in the pages. Um, this game is, is, is one, is, is a game like that. Um, absolutely loved it. Incredible game. So, um, any, any last minute games before we move on to Indie Corner here from either one of you guys? I don't think so. Me neither, no. All right, let's move on over then to Indie Corner. All right, so for Indie Corner, I discovered a little game that I was not actually looking for. I turned on my Switch uh, a day or two ago, and I'm just looking through, you know, what's on sale, whatever. Uh, Maybe even featured, I'm not sure. And I stumbled across this little game called Spaceland. It's all one word. Johnny, if you... uh, once you look this game up, because I want you to, to look at the descriptions, because we're going to talk about it here just, just briefly. Um, the game is called Spaceland. It's rated E, 10 and up. And right now on the Nintendo Switch, you can pick it up for $10, which is half off. Normally it's 20 Or you can get it uh, on Steam. And you can also get it on iOS. Um, this is a really, I'm going to say unique, but it takes heavy inspiration from XCOM. And it even says that it does. So let me just read from you. Uh, just on their own site right here. It says, an incredibly dynamic turn-based strategy game that brings back to life the traditions of old-school sci-fi tactics. Um, it says, uh, let me see right here. I just lost where I was reading. Um, uh, I, uh, live on the show, messing this up. Anyway, it talks about it on, on their website, and I, I don't know why I can't find it right now, where it has heavy inspirations from XCOM. The difference is that uh, it's a very unique um, dynamic turn-based game that only lasts about 10 to 15 minutes for each level. So unlike XCOM, and John, I know you're big into XCOM. Um, mm-hmm. Jaden, I know you haven't played XCOM, but you're real big into Mario plus Rabbids, you know, as I'm big into both those games. Um, it's like those games, and it's turn-based. And, John, if you're looking at it right now, some mm-hmm. screenshots or whatnot, you see what I mean by like, it's smaller levels. Um, and so instead of like XCOM, we have this huge map. Maybe your character can run 20 tiles. Your character in here may be able to run like six tiles, you know, and then hide. Um, and so it's not, it's not a ripoff from XCOM. It does things uniquely in its own way. There are seven different fire fighters. Each fire fighter has their own unique, you know, fighting style and everything else. There's shotguns, there's grenade launchers, there's pistols, there's all kinds of stuff, assault rifles. Um, it has its own little things like Overwatch where they, somebody's coming and they can like you know shoot as enemies moving, things like that. Um, there's an there's a interesting story with this game, a great little story. Uh, this game isn't a ripoff. If anything, it's taking inspirations from games like XCOM and other games, and then it, they built their own little game. Um, and I am thoroughly enjoying this game. Johnny, I mean, just looking at it from what you're seeing and the, what you're reading, um, is this something that you would check out? Yeah, it looks fun. It looks like a um, kind of like XCOM, but doesn't seem um, like as much of a commitment, if that makes sense. Like it's shorter. Perfect. Uh, it looks fun, though. And that, no, and I'm glad what you said. You just nailed it. It doesn't require the commitment. So, unlike um, 
XCOM where you're in it for, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever else, um, and then you're stuck on your PC or whatever. Uh, this game is so great on Switch because you can play a 10, 15-minute game, get through maybe one or even, you know, a couple levels, depending on where you're at, and then suspend your Switch or just save and turn it off. And it's it's it's, you know, it's quick to load, it's quick to, to move. Um, the, the colors, the, the character designs... Um, what I like about it is that it's simple, but it's not boring simple. Uh, the character models look great. It has a fresh style to it. Really liking this game. And again, normally it's ten bu- or $20. You can get it for $10 right now on the Nintendo Switch eShop. And I think it's worth every penny. Um, really dig in this game. Like it. I think it's a really good game. So that's it. Spaceland. We'll put links into the show notes for this game uh, specifically. We, we will not be putting links to all of the other games we've talked about in the show just because... Uh, I don't have enough text that'll let me post in our show notes, but I will put one in there for Spaceland. So, uh, any last shout outs, Johnny, Jaden, before we close the show up? Nope, not really. I'm good. Johnny, what uh, about damn, you? Damn good today. Nothing to your dear wife? Eh, she doesn't listen to it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, burn. Ouch. Is that because you're on the show? Ooh. I'm kidding. I know what you mean. All right, guys. <laughs> Be sure to stay safe if you're going out this weekend for Halloween. Do stay safe and uh, stay indoors and everything else you're supposed to do. And just more than anything, have fun this both this season and then just for the rest of the year. I know 2020 has been kind of one of those down seasons for everybody, but there's so much things that are happening that are fun and, and, and whatnot. So play games, stay safe, have lots of fun with your family, and we'll talk to you all, all next week. <laughs>